Episode of Andrew's Amazing Podcast. I'm your host, James Santana. As always, I'm joined by my lesser psychic, Hunter Van Lerup. Hey, yo, why didn't you say you're a super good boy? Nope. I was going to say something. They're like, nope, nope. This is not that type of podcast. My super bitch. I'm not doing that to myself. It's going to be like something weird and creepy. I'm not doing that. Yeah, no. No fan art of. Don't kink shame James's fan art. You know, we're doing that. No, 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 no. We ain't doing that today. <laughs> yeah, I'm, tr- I'm trying another trick, turning my microphone down a little bit, so I'm not as loud. So we're going to see. We're going to keep trying it. <laughs> yep, it's a lot of uh, trial and error for the show. Can you hear me on the uh, on the other side? Yeah, I can perfectly hear you. You're man. Awesome. Uh, we were brought to you by Andrew's Amazing Podcast. Uh, Andrew's Amazing Comics, sorry, down in the state of New York. Let's talk to show some news, guys. We have nothing really crazy for news this week, because as we go into the weekend, bless you, honey, we'll be D23. This so, last month has just been, we're waiting for D23, right. sorry. Yeah, no, it really is. <laughs> it uh, is true, though. It is. And then hopefully we'll have John on for next week's episode. And he'll teach us how Zencaster actually works. <laughs> <laughs> he'll be the master. All of a sudden, we're like, it'd be great. And like, oh, cool. It's the best audio we've ever had. No, yeah. no problems. Like, no issues on my end, even yeah. though I'm echoey. <laughs> like, it's nothing. And your microphone's loud. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm like, what the hell? I'm like, it's crazy. I'm using my headset. I'm not even using my microphone. That's the whole yeah, thing. The microphone was worse. I know. It's crazy because I'm like, oh, actually, never mind. It picks up. Oh, now it's picking up better. There we go. There you go. Because okay. it's the uh, my headset I'm using. And I have it mm-hmm. off because it kills one ear. So I use it to hear. So I take it off. I'm like, oh, that's mm-hmm. why it's not picking it up. Now, never mind. It's picking up fine. You're a fucking idiot. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> hey, man. Whatever it works. Now I don't look as loud. I'm looking at the audio track. Yeah, exactly. Spiked up. It looks beautiful. Yeah, I'm not freaking. I'm, I'm boomer. It happens. <laughs> You're a boomer. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever? Uh, you ever listen to the podcast? Uh, Sid and Olivia talk shit. I'm sorry. Sid and Olivia talk shit. Yeah. Now it sounds fun. It is. It's uh the two like TikTokers and they had um uh what's his name the guy who helped create um Phineas and Ferb on today. Oh, David Pabenmeyer. Dan Pabenmeyer. Yeah, they had him on and like, <laughs> like he's a friggin' like it was great. I love the episode, but like, yeah, no, it's definitely like oh no, he's like I don't know how know how to use this technology. And I'm like oh shit, I just realized how to use the headset. I'm a damn boomer. <laughs> Hold on, my daughter's like. My daughter's being the scritch right now. Hold on. Because she just wants to interact with people. Because she sit, sees me sitting here next to her. And she wants a bottle. <laughs> She's like, yo, dad, what's up? Give me my shit. <laughs> here, come here, princess. There we go. <sighs> Say hi to the people, All right. honey. All right. So, first let's of all. into the news. Yes, let's jump into some news. First off, we have Warner Brothers. These, uh, the Warner Brothers Discovery News starting off with. Too much. Uh, I know. Dan Lin, uh, who's supposed to be like the Kevin Feige of the universe, is no longer in talks with them. Um, oh, man, that sucks. Yeah, he is the head. He did Lego. He's a producer of the Lego movie. And that's a good movie. Hi. Yeah. Oh, she actually said hi. Wow. He did. <laughs> <laughs> Honey. <laughs> Here you go. Now she's like, say hi back. <laughs> Say hi to me, people. <laughs> she sees like the recording thing, and she's like, "What the hell is all this?" Well, soon once I get a camera, we'll use we'll show our beautiful faces, at least to me and you. Yeah, exactly. You can see me. <laughs> she doesn't think Daddy's crazy. Uh, yeah, it's true. Anytime I'm on the phone or whatever, she smiles because she thinks she's talking to like her grandparents. Yeah. <laughs> and her a fascination with cables now. Uh, but oh, yeah. Of course, something to grab. Oh my god, dude! Like she ripped my phone off. Like she ripped her like one of her storybooks in half today. Oh man, she's like, the she's Hulk. like I'm like I, I was like in the bathroom and like all I hear is my like, wife ah! all I hear my wife go, No I'm like what the hell happened? Oh and then you can hear the book tearing from the bathroom. It's got fucking Hulk mania in your bathroom. I'm like what the hell is happening? It's WrestleMania <laughs> What the fuck? But yes I know, it's insane. So anyway, yeah, so he's out uh right now. There is nobody like being head uh headed up right now. Uh but we'll he's see. Talking about Henry Cavill. Uh, yeah, well I, I just want him back. I just don't know who's gonna be the head of they need to find a like, Kevin Feige. I mean Zalzla has been doing a good job like running the company as a whole right now, but they definitely need to find someone that's gonna be in charge of strictly um of of DC Studio I was saying Marvel series of DC Studios. Dude, honestly, James Gunn. I, they don't have a good relationship with him, though. 
DC? They don't have a really. Oh, they do. Oh, yeah, they James do. Gunn, Peacemaker, Suicide Squad. Yeah, they do. Like what? what? James Gunn, he'll he knows Marvel. Let him hit it. Yeah, but yeah, true. I mean, also put him in the Harley Quinn show. He's everywhere. That's true. I mean, the best thing they probably can do is like get like. But do you want James Gunn as a whole? Mm-hmm. You know, like, like do you wanna? Like and have him in charge of the entirety of the Marvel of uh, the DC universe. Well, because the way that um they can set it up, the Warner Brothers Discovery, is they can make DC its separate thing. True. Similar to Marvel Studios, which is the movies. Well, they did that. Like, that's that's yeah, what they did. Do, yeah. Yeah. Do the DC Studios and just let James Gunn head the entire thing. He's the president of DC Studios. Oh yeah. Or the C the CEO, creative chief, chief creative officer. Yes. And that's his top title for director of the MCU, DCEU. Oh, yeah. Just let him have it. James Gunn wouldn't hard reboot. James Gunn would continue but make it all flow better. That's all I it think. is. And that's exactly what that is. It's trying to get it to to fit and flow and, and work properly. Mm-hmm. That's their biggest problem. Mm-hmm. I think James Gunn could do it if given the opportunity. If he can do it, and that's the whole thing. Like, I think he can. I think the problem ends up being things like, do you want someone, like, do you want someone to lean into the jokey, fun stuff, or do you want to do something where it's like, it's a oh, comic book movie, dude. Yeah. You know, you need. But I'm not saying James Gunn is the director of every single film. No, but he obviously is. But he like leads the storylines. Is what I'm saying. Oh, you can do that, but I think the he whole doesn't have to choose tone. I think he would let the directors choose tone. Given that Marvel's let him choose tone for every single one of his movies, yeah. he said he's actually even changing for it for the third volume, where it's not going to be as jokey. So, well, true. I think he's seen what Kevin Feige and Marvel cultivated, and I think he'd be a great choice to head up a DCEU, just being creative. Like he lets the directors choose their tone, like how Snyder can choose a tone, or Tarantino chooses a tone. Well, tell me, you let him choose the tone, each director. And then he just writes the, the interconnecting storyline. That's true. I can see that. Because yeah. in interviews, every like She-Hulk writer or Doctor Strange writer were saying that they'd have daily meetings with Paul Feige. Or Kevin Feige, I'm sorry. And hey, Paul Feige? <laughs> it's supposed to be Paul Feig. But I always mixed up and said Paul Feige, but it's, his name is Kevin Feige. <laughs> it's like, who the hell is that? Yeah. So, they say that he knows the story from front to back, and he, he just can hold it all together so well. I think James Gunn could do something like that. I think he can. I think it all comes down to something. I think he can, but I think I think because he's known for fun and jokey, like, no matter what they do, that's going to be a problem. You know what I mean? Well, that's why you try to change your, your look, you know? I mean, yeah, but, but he's known for fun and jokey. There's no reason not to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. They need somebody who's got a good creative mind to oh, keep things together and keep it all contained. Absolutely. And that's the whole problem they have right now. It's, it's mm-hmm. getting someone in charge to sit there and go, hey, we have to do this. This is how we have to change things in the universe and be okay with that. Mm-hmm. So. it's Honestly, it seems like it's going to be The Rock. <laughs> yeah. Do you want. The, <laughs> the Rock keeps saying, you know. Black Adam is going to change the freaking whole ball game for the DCEU. He's going to reformat the structure. He is the new. And I'm like, is The Rock basically saying that after Black Adam, like, he's taking over and it's going to be the Black Adam cinematic universe? Yes, that's what he said. <laughs> that's exactly what this is. Yeah. I, think, right. I think Seven Bucks Studios is going to be in charge of the DCEU going forward. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, exactly. Oh, man. They'll also be Fast and Furious. <laughs> Finally, Justice League versus the Fast and the Furious. <laughs> Justice League versus Tommy Toretto. Tommy Toretto would definitely body somebody. <laughs> you need to go toe to toe with Batman. <laughs> no, I, no. What I want to see is like Booster Gold and Blue Beetle, like in the fucking bug trying to drift. <laughs> no, I'm trying to see Batman racing against Dominic Toretto. Oh no! On the streets of Gotham for his pink slip to own the Batmobile. <laughs> <laughs> Go back to Fast and Furious One, man. Oh my god! I forgot how good Fast and Furious One was. It's okay. <laughs> I think the new ones are more fun. Well, the one the new ones are ridiculous. Mm-hmm. 
They're trying to be the Mission Impossible with those cars. Oh, God. I can't. Mission Impossible just keeps getting crazier and crazier. It does. They're, they're like, what if Tom Cruise scaled the volcano naked? It's like, yeah. And it's like, what? I'm like, sure. <laughs> Tom Cruise is secretly bone. Secretly, like, the head. I can't. Of, uh... <laughs> He's like, I'll do all my own stunts until I die. I'm like, oh, okay. Maybe that's why he wants to go out. Go to Valhalla. Yeah. <laughs> but now it's like, <laughs> if it snaps off. Oh, no. Let's continue inwards and onwards to more Warner Brothers nonsense. Yep. The canceled fandom. Not the fandom. <laughs> I said fandom. I know. I'm the one who messed up on the script. Yeah. You said Warner Discovery cancels fandom, and I was like, who do they cancel? <laughs> All of them. Goodbye, my Snyder fans. I know. They're like, get the hell out of You've here. You've been canceled. <laughs> I was like, oh, no. But yes, we saw this coming. It makes no sense. Like, they put out a, a release going. Um, there is no point to have fandom as a, a strictly um, online uh, presence anymore because of the rise in in-person uh, stuff like like NYCC next month and 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 a bunch of other cons that have been going on uh, all year. So there's no point of doing this. Also, to be fair, it's all the cool stuff they go to release. They want to release at things like at San Diego or at like New York Comic Con. They're known it's to be better. Things. It's better press that wise. Exactly, yeah. they get to see stuff. They get to be interactive with the fans. I do understand. I think one of the bigger things they should have done. Uh, <laughs> yes, honey. Uh, well, I think that one thing they should have done was actually uh, for Fandom, and I said this last time was to make it more interactive with fans instead of just doing like yeah, like it was the first year. Yeah, but uh, but give me more comic book stuff. Make it where it's like, hey, you have to log in, you have to do this. It's not free. Like, mm-hmm. there's a whole point. But like the last the last year, they just like oh, stream it for free. Yeah. Like cool. So you lost. You paid all these actors and stuff to, for appearances. And you gave everything away for free. It's just dumb. It is. Charge some fee. Yeah. Uh, it's you a pay per view event. Exactly. I mean, like, you could have done it where, like, oh, we'll go show you, like, exclusive stuff if you pay, like, this pay window. Fine. It's stupid, but it would have worked for the sense of what you wanted to get done. Yeah. It's but, basically, it's a shareholders meeting, but all your shareholders are just like, we don't got to put any money in. Yeah. We just have to watch trailers. It's true. Because DC's thinking, we'll get the money back when the movies come out and then move all the movies back two years. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> well, that's because they're trying to change their setup to be like, hey, we're going to do it every – they want you right now to try to recoup money. Oh, so, sure. <sighs> sorry. We're recording late. Um, They want to uh, recoup money. So what they're doing is they're limiting the amount of uh, movies they're putting out. So they're not going, here's 30 movies now, uh-huh. you know, this year. So I'm like, that makes sense. Yeah. So. They're trying to copy the MCU, but because they have no budget, they yeah. have to cut it in half. Well, it's true. How much is that true? It's just so they can, it's just so they can recoup money. I'm okay with that. Yeah. You know. Well, it ends well, man. Yeah. I just want to see it put together. Again, it goes back to what we were talking about before. It goes back to, mm-hmm. I want a, a cohesive DC Universe, I think Zazzle has a, a good idea in mind. No, sneeze, you fuck. Sorry, my, again, my, my computer's like, restart me. No, later. <laughs> and I never get to it. Uh, but the whole thing is, is to get to a point where they're like, hey, we're going to be doing this. You know, and I'll, I, I, they do need that. Am, am I okay with them? Warner Brothers putting out two movies a year? Eh, make it four. I'll be okay with it more. Yeah. You put one every quarter or do one every uh, three months. I'm sorry. One every um, four months. Yeah. That's all you need. Yeah. You don't need anything crazy. You can just do something you easy and simple. You have a TV show in between. You have a TV show in between, but it's not mandatory. Yeah. I'm not even talking about TV stuff. I'm like just in general having like. Well, I'm talking about DCEU if you're talking about Criterion Series. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not canceling projects. Well, that goes back it's to something. Yeah, yeah, no, it's true though. Like it goes back to what me and Ant were talking about. We were talking about ha- the idea of having it, um, like the, uh, we use Miss Marvel for example. Before I get to the Miss Marvel news, um, the the show like going, oh cool, she's going to come back in the Marvels, awesome. Her coming back in the Marvels doesn't make you know, but the Marvels isn't out until next year. So then you have too much time in between, kind of like people forgetting like i'm not gonna give a sh- like i'm gonna care people about the Marvels, gonna forget, but like people who forget who kamala khan and photon are yeah 
if you don't keep repeating what they need to do, and, I, and, I, and yeah, I'll Cole move it. Should have showed up in one episode of Ms. Marvel. A hundred percent, or in the post credit scene, something. Yeah. Like honestly, Instead of what? Carol, like naked photon, and you're like, what? Yeah, I mean, or That's like the go other Captain Marvel. You know? Yeah, and show up, or like like cut to her going, oh hey, we're tracking this thing. And that's what you should have done, you know. Anything like again, same thing with these with Warner Brothers. Like if you're if you have, you know, let's say, well, because I'll use this because the top we're talking about. You have Superbats coming out, right? You have Superbats yeah. come out, and then like you know what, you want to do a, a cool kids animated show. Have the show like come out like a month after the movie's out. Yeah, you know, so well, like Netflix and certain streaming services sometimes do that. So on Netflix, there's this movie that came out called Arlo the Alligator Boy. Okay. It was a nice little like animated family musical with some adult themes, and it, it was fun and nice and cool, and the art was nice. And then like three or four months go by, and Netflix puts out a TV show that's a sequel to the movie. Right. So they're like, instead of paying for another movie, we'll cut the animation down a little bit, split it up into a, a TV show. I mean, you, that's the whole point. So that's how you keep it culturally relevant. Yeah, a hundred percent. Oh, sorry, Luciano posted some Serrano stuff. Sorry. Oh, nice. Bring it back, dude. We know you listen. We love you. I know. Please do bring it back. That's all I ask. Oh, he's in the city. Oh well, it's Comic Con. Like, you know, like a month from now. It's like a month from now, dude. (laughs) He might uh come stay early because he might have a bunch of meetings because he lives overseas. That's true. My God, damn it. Yeah, so they might be here for like a day. So I remember when I was talking to him when he was trying to get him for the spot on the show. He said, uh, I've been here for a couple months. And I said, oh, okay. Yeah. So it could be something like that. Anyway, we don't know what's going on in his life. We appreciate him coming on the show. Yes. And we support whatever he's doing next. Yes. And hopefully, we'll have some shared interest in the future. Yes, for some other projects we have in the yeah. process of doing. Um, I know, right? Um, but yeah, so we'll move on from there. Uh, One we'll... last DC bit of news, man. Yes. Uh, distribution partners, no looter. No, they still have Luna, but Luna will not be the sole distributor of DC Comics anymore. Um, it's going to be Universal. It's it's called Universal D- Distributions. Really, all that helps. It's not it doesn't really affect comic shops. It just gives them another option. Um, but it will actually help things like Barnes and Noble, Walmart, and all of those guys. So they're not interfering with Luna, which helps. They will probably double the amount of books they will produce, and then in turn, will be they'll have a bigger warehouse for us to buy from. So let's say books get damaged, things are missing, people want reorders, it's going to help retailers get that uh, with a secondary uh, dis- uh, distributor. Nothing That's crazy. Good. That's good. It's going to help in the long run. It just yeah. it's, it's not going to help comic shops like itself, but it's going to help in the long run in general for everybody. It's going to help for comic book longevity. Yes. Yes. Because what is happening? DC. Well, yeah, and that's what happens. Like It, it goes, like we, I don't know the ins and outs of their like company and what they, they ask for. Mm-hmm. Um. But there'll probably be things like returnability and things like, you know, stuff like that. So DC is known to overprint books on purpose, you know. Yes, monkey. <laughs> yeah, they're known to overprint books and then we're going to double your order because we like you so much. Oh, God, no, that was Marvel back in the day. No, I think the worst was like, Aunt, why'd you order? DC was doing it with Poison Ivy and stuff. No, we just ordered more because they're returnable. Oh, that's what I mean, yeah, the returnable. Yeah. The returnability is great. That's the one thing. Yeah, no, Marvel would double it. They'd be like, Catwoman number 15, a triple. Oh, my God. I think the best is like walking into work on like an old school Tuesday and all of a sudden like, opening a box and be like, Aunt, why are there 45 covers of Miss Marvel in here? I don't know. I didn't order 45 <laughs> copies. And it was like on the invoice, be like, order 24, you know, uh, free 20, like 45. Like, why? Why? <laughs> like, like we overprinted this one. Yikes! That was, it was a way to it was a way to fluff numbers for investors. Yeah, she's active tonight, but she's not screaming, which is good. That's good. Yeah. All right. Uh, last two bits of Marvel news. Yes. The next week it's going to be crazy. Yeah, God. Well, again, we're gonna have an episode all about D23 next week, guys. So just bear with us for the topics for this week and then the fallout from D23. Um, because it's supposed to be a lot. And let's see if rumors are right. Let's see if Blake and, and, and Sabrina are right. Yeah, man. <laughs> you know, because we have they'll to give them credit. Your, oh my god. Yeah. So we'll start with comic book stuff. 
Uh, surprisingly, surprisingly, Miss Marvel's getting her own dark web uh spinoff that book. Doesn't make any sense. It doesn't I unless they they tie it into something? But I, honestly, it doesn't make sense at all. You have okay, so you have Spider Man, the Venom, sure. Uh, X Men, yeah, because all three of those uh, those uh things are tied directly into Chasm, Ben Riley, and Goblin Queen, mm-hmm. Madeline Pryor. Even if you go, oh, we're doing a New Mutants tie-in. Yeah, that makes sense. That ties back into the story they've been telling in New Mutants with her becoming the Goblin Queen again. Miss Marvel's just random, and I think it's just to make her more relevant. But that's the problem. It goes back to what we were talking about before, about with the with Disney and, and, and Disney Plus and Marvel and Disney Plus by going, guys, if you want to make things relevant, you have to keep them in the in the spotlight. Whether you give Miss Marvel a miniseries, which they did right now with uh, Miss Marvel and... But mm-hmm. just throwing her randomly into like the Spider-Man X-Men event makes no sense. Yeah, unless they have something planned for the future, in which case go buck wild. Yeah, of but course. Usually, when they do that, they're trying to hold on to relevance. Oh, Ms. Marvel just had a show; she gets a she gets a one shot, so people go into stores and buy it. Right, and I get that, but the problem comes things like it just, are, like it doesn't make sense in the story. Right, like I would it would make more sense if they were like, all right, we're giving her an AXC tie-in. That makes yeah, sense. she's like she was an Avenger. She's friends with X Men. Yeah, and if it wasn't a human's tie, it should be a human. But it's the Eternals, and the Eternals are everywhere. So I, oh, even without <laughs> that, it's it's tied to every book. Like there's a Captain Marvel tie-in. There's a Spider-Man. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man. Four. That's four Amazing Spider-Man tie-in. It's they're all a bunch of tie-ins across the universe. So why wait till Dark Web, an event which she really has no stake in, to give her where you could have done it with AXC. But the problem is, like, are you going to torture, like, the so the crux of, and this little spoilers, spoilers for AXC, is that the Celestial, the Dark Celestial that they kind of birthed, um, is, like, judging, judging people, like, unworthy or something. Yeah, like they're judging humanity. Cap has been failured. Yes, so what they're doing is judging humanity, and based on that, that will actually see if Earth survives or not. So, But every time someone gets judged, it's against their worst sins, and normally they're, like, kind of pseudo-tortured. Like mentally for it, like, and I don't think you want to see an issue where like a, a teenage girl is getting like mind tortured by a celestial. Mm-hmm. So I get it, but like you could have made a really good issue. But whatever, I'm not oh, an editor. Sure. <laughs> you know, I don't edit comic books. <laughs> yeah. If only. <laughs> if only. <laughs> hey, don't. That's that's just facts, and you know it. Hey man, no, I for sure, I get it. Sorry, so, <laughs> I was looking at the uh, the New York uh, New York Comic Con exclusive pop, and they're doing one for, for Yu Gi Oh. It's the Five Hundred Dragon. I might buy it. Yeah, dude, I got the uh, Black Lusters, not the Black Luster Soldier. Yeah, the Black Luster Soldier sitting mm. on my shelf right now. Nice. It's an oversized one. It's sick. That's the whole thing. Like, I'm not crazy about some of these oversized ones, but like, that's what I would get. Some of them are cool. Yeah. Uh, so let's get into some more Funko Pop news. Yes. Speaking of relevance, Secret Invasion Nick Fury got. Uh, we get to see what he looks like based off a of Funko Pop design. We kind of knew what he was going to look like because they had set leaks. Yes. Of Nick Fury looking a little older with the scar on his eye with no eye patch. So, yeah, we got to see it in Funko Pop one. Cool. And I like it. Yeah. I think it's like, I think the... Very telling of where we're going to be. Right. And, I, and we've talked about this before on this show. Or I'm, I think we've even talked about it in the store when you were still up here. Um, just in general, mm-hmm. where like they need to either do two things, either don't release this stuff beforehand, or mm-hmm. release it so close to um, the release that it doesn't spoil anything. To be mm-hmm. fair, this isn't super spoilerish. It's just kind of like, all right, he's older, he's kind of jacked up a bit. You know, we get it. Oh, you see this other? Oh, they just uh, the Emperor Joker one. Sorry, Emperor Joker. Yes, Emperor Joker from the story Emperor Joker. Uh, from the mid nineties. Uh, it's the one where he gets the he he takes the powers of Mixoplex. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! That one's crazy. Yeah, sorry. I'm Instead all... of giving him one percent of his power, he gives him ninety nine point nine percent of his power. Yes. And then he becomes a god. Sorry, I happen to be like on the New York Comic Con thing. Exclusives. Mm. Oh fuck you! They're getting homework. The cell looks cool. They're like, they're... It's uh, second form, I think. Yeah, it is. Did you watch? Tra- jo- mm-hmm. Did you watch Dragon Ball Superhero? 
No, dude, no, not yet. I did not yet either. I kind of want to. Yeah, my buddy said it was fantastic. I heard it was. Yeah, Seth and Slaughter. Anyway, so uh, what were you thinking, Secret Invasion? I can't wait. I can't wait. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah, I don't know if Ben Mendelsohn has been cast yet because my theory is, um, based off the size, the the crust eatage, or the way the sandwich is cut in Age of Ultron, deems Talos taken over after uh, Winter Soldier, and Nick Fury goes into space to build Sword. Yeah, but I thought he. So, uh... then, when, so then, when Nick Fury gets snapped, that's actually Talos, and Nick Fury is still up in space because that's the only reason he's alive in this story unless it's from the multiverse because this takes place in between infinity war and game during the snap yeah no i thought but i thought um they cast Mendelssohn. i don't know i don't remember no one's been talking about it oh true. if they did it could be flashbacks or quickly as like a cameo to explain why there's two nick theories that's true yeah so that could be it i guess so mm-hmm. what's gonna be really cool is we'll see if nick fury actually affected endgame yeah because we'll get to see, like, something that takes place during the, the gap, and we could, like, the post credit scene, or, like, near the end. It's like, what did Nick, knowing that Nick Fury's around, what did he do during the, not the snap, but during the fight with Endgame? Because he didn't get transported in, because people thought he was off-world or something. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I'm, I'm excited for, I'm, like, re- I'm really am excited for, for Secret Vision for that reason. It, I mean, obviously, he shows up for Tony Stark's funeral, but I'm talking about during the war. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. You know, but we'll see what happens. I'm excited. Again, it's just one of those things that we have to wait for. Hopefully, we'll get news uh, coming out of D23. Apparently, there's also, like, a surprise, like, Black Adam trailer dropping this weekend. But I guess it's just Warner Brothers trying to stay ahead of the curve to stay relevant for Black Adam coming up soon. But we'll see. So, you ready to talk about some movies? (laughs) Yeah, man. Okay, so guys, topic of the week is clearly, if you look at the thumbnail, it's going to be Super Pets. Uh, or, so what's the actual movie's title? It's DC it's Super Pets. DC Legion, the, uh, League of Super Pets. The, yeah, that's what it is. League of Super. So I was watching the movie, and I the it comes up, the, the, the title card comes up. I'm like, it's not League of Super Pets, is it? I thought it was just called Super Pets. Nope. But uh, yes, so League of Super Pets. Yes, I know it's a kid's movie. It's actually really cute. It's oh, fun. Dude, it's it's funny. funny. Dude, it expands the Rock, uh, DCEU cinematic universe, the Black Adam cinematic universe. I know, I know. Shows up. So this movie stars Dwayne Johnson as Crypto. Yes. The end credit scene stars Black Adam, as, uh, the Rock as Black, Black Adam, Adam, and the Rock as Anubis. Oh, dude, it's so good. <laughs> dude, the movie's great from start to finish. Normally, all right. So the quick rundown what the plot actually is, and not the actual full story. Uh, Crypto, it opens. It's it's crypto. What ends up happening is, yeah, it's, it's yeah, it pretty much is a week in the life of crypto. What ends up happening is, you got an origin of Superman again because you have to. Cute. Yeah, it's Very cute. Sad. Oh my god! Um, Make sure you protect him, crypto. Oof. <laughs> oh my god! And then uh, what ends up happening is crypto feels abandoned by Clark when he finds out that Clark's getting engaged. Um, the lowest. Um, and in turn. Uh, there's a side story that's happened in the beginning of the movie where you get to meet all these shelter pets. Um, where Ace is from. Yeah, so you have Ace, you have Lulu, you have PG, you have Chip, and Myrtle, right? Yeah. Uh, and they are the animals that are the pets in the movie. Um, and the both stories collide when uh, Lex brings down some orange kryptonite uh to give himself powers but in turn it gives these pets the powers and lulu decides to go and rescue lex well yes and while she shifts crypto of his powers she takes Man, cheese. that's awesome uh it's so good uh poop doesn't smell no it smells like sandalwood it does sound like sandalwood. Um, it's so good. Um, but that's the plot of the movie, pretty much. And they have to work together to beat Lulu. Um, so, because it, it, that's what she is. She has powers. She's a psychopath. Um, so, that's like the plot of the movie. There's no real, like, normally we do a full breakdown about this stuff because it's like, oh, hey, it's like this. And then we compare and contrast other yeah, stuff. Yeah. And Crypto loses. Lulu 
loses his powers yeah. because of the kryptonite. He meets with, with the shelter dogs when the, the storylines collide. Yeah. And then he goes on this, like, oh, I don't act like a real dog. I need to relax. What does a real dog act like? And he has to learn how to be a real dog. Yeah. And then to accept, you know, that Superman was still his buddy, but he also has other buddies. That's true. And then they save the day and fight a legion of guinea pigs and... It's so funny. It's great. So Ben Schwartz and uh, Tom Middleditch are in it, and they're great. So we'll talk about. Let's talk about actually the characters in the movie because like the little the difference between like us. Two like and a, it's like a decent cast. Yeah, too. like the characters are fun. They are. They're all they're all SNL people. Well, I know about the cast members and stuff. I'm talking oh, about you're talking about the the, the characters. The oh yeah. The comics, only three of in the movie. Only three of them are actually from the comic. Well, Ace is different. Well, yes, Ace is a different version of Ace. Um, Crypto. Merton, Merton's a real. No, she's not. Yeah. No, she's not. I looked it up last night after I'm watching the movie. It, I'm looking at it right now. Oh, my God. Merton McSnurdle. Oh, my the God. Terrific Wazzit. Oh. It's, legit, it's the Jay Garrett turtle. Like, that's it. Are you kidding? I'm going to send it to you right now. I'm, I'm, on, I'm on DC Wiki right now. Hold on. <laughs> Look up Merton McSturtle. <laughs> oh my God! It is. It's from uh, Earth C. It's from Captain Carrot's universe. Yeah, but it's still a character. Uh, <laughs> I'm not saying it's Jay Garrick's actual turtle. I'm saying it's Jay Garrick costume on the turtle. True. Yeah. In the AKA, I sent you. <laughs> AKA Shell on Wheels. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if um, PB is real though. PB isn't. So, because yeah, I know Chipip is oh, Chip is technically real, yes, because it's Chipip, yeah, or Chipip or whatever his name is. But they just change it into a squirrel that shoots electricity until the end, and it's just like, okay, why not just have no Green Lantern ring? Because that would be funny. Oh, I, know. <laughs> I know, I know, but whatever. <laughs> I'm just double checking if any of the other ones are real. Mm. But like, I was like, so <laughs> the movie, <sighs> the movie's funny. And I think the biggest. Oh, they do Keanu Reeves as Batman. Yeah, fantastic. Krasinski Superman is fun, and he's trying to hit on Lois and stuff, and it's so good. The cast is great. Kate McKinnon as Lulu is phenomenal. Dude, I love it when she plays a maniacal villain. Oh no, Lulu is great. Mm-hmm. Dude, the entire movie from start to finish is great. Um, I like I do like Merton. So I like the part where Merton gets the uh the powers, and they're like, mm-hmm. "I'm fast, but I still can't see shit." And it says yeah. shit, and it just blanks it out. Yeah, it beeps it out. <laughs> they do that all the time. I was like, wait, what? I, it threw me off. <laughs> yeah, man. It's just like, what? Because you're sitting there watching a kid's movie, and then they bleep out a curse word, and you're like, did they just censor the movie? <laughs> wait, what <laughs> But happened? the character said that in canon? Like, yeah. this is what we're doing right now? Like, that's so weird. It's, it was such a good little thing. They didn't overuse it, too. No. It's not like it was like Deadpool, where it was like, beep, beep, beep. Yeah. It was used like three times, and it was just perfectly timed. Oh my god, it really was! It's such a good movie. Yeah. It's such a funny like. This is when they just all they would do is run to food. <laughs> oh my god! To eat a leaf. I, eat, eat, the, eat the lettuce. I got you. You get this next time, lettuce. <laughs> it's so good. Oh my god! You kept trying to like flirt with things like the croc. <laughs> no, my favorite was when they uh they were stuck in the car, and you see like uh the Garfield little floaty thing, like the little like uh-huh. Garfield thing. We're just adults here. You have to be you don't have to play shy with me. I'm like, <laughs> oh my god. This is so good. It's such a funny movie. And what's great about it, it is so and I again it's a very different breakdown than what we normally do because like normally we try to figure out like comic book well, stuff and the plot is the dogs stop the hamster. Yeah. That's the, the guinea pig. Yeah. And because Lex Luthor, with the help of the guinea pig, captured the Justice League. So the super pets need to help. Yeah, and that's the the movie in a nutshell. Yeah, that's it. You know, guess so, what? Good guys win, bad guys get adopted. Yeah. I don't know, like, dude, by mercy in a giant mech suit. <laughs> dude, I love this movie. <laughs> it's very it's, fun. It's, it's gonna be a good one to rewatch with the kids. Oh, I can't wait till she. She was watching it with me yesterday. Yeah, but she doesn't get it. You know? Oh no, it was funny. Like things that I laughed at, she giggled because she's she's big enough to like to know like when we're laughing or whatever. Yeah. But like there are moments like in the film. So um oh when they Lex when they arrest arrest Lex. On the screen where, like, on the screen where Lulu's explaining to like him, they're breaking him out, 
mm-hmm. on the bottom it says finally a billion uh, a billionaire finally gets arrested. Yeah, it's like it's hilarious that all like little side things are poking fun at like what's going on now, and it had like a lot of referential humor to memes it, and stuff. It's like, so it. it's <laughs> so funny, uh, dude. Like the 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 fact that like crypto is completely like oblivious, oblivious to the idea <laughs> like how a normal dog operates. So, uh, I'm Bart Kent. I'm like, oh my yeah, god. Bart Kent, and he puts on the little glasses. He's like, hey, glasses. Um, what are you doing? Um, are you committing a crime? And I, they go, yeah. And he goes, I'm super, I'm crypto. You'd say it's behind me. Uh, dude, it's so good. Dude, I almost, so I was watching my wife. You can see through your disguise. Dude, I was watching it with my wife. Mm-hmm. And she had left and came back. I was watching it with her. And... It's a scene where it's Ace's origin. Oh, yeah. Where he was oh, the sad one or the oh, funny one? the sad one. Oh, yeah. Where he's like, I tried to uh, – I saw the baby who fall down the stairs, and I grabbed him. And then they saw me, then I bit him. And I was like, facts, but saved. Yeah, dude. So I... Otherwise, baby dead. Well, the whole thing is so – he's like, you got to sacrifice for things you love. And I'm like, oh, my God, shut up, dog. Why are you making me cry? <laughs> like, why are you making me feel things I don't want to feel? Dude. This is a kid's movie. Why are the adults crying? <laughs> Dude. Like, so I'm watching. I'm like, oh, tell me the baby falls down the stairs. And they think that like, he pushed her down the stairs. I thought that was going to happen. I almost that would be dark shit. as hell. I almost fucking oh. shit. I was like, oh, oh my god. I, 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 my kid died because I pushed her down the stairs. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, my God. They, like, tell me they'll kill this baby. And like that's origin, and that's why, like, oh well, like they just bit the baby, and which was like, which was cool, like, oh, like, oh, thank God, save the baby, like, oh, oh. I thought by the end of the movie they were gonna find his owner. That I thought they were. They have like the like the bite mark on their arm still. Yeah. And then you'd be like, oh, the owner. And then like, oh, and And it turns out to be like Jason Todd or something. Yeah. (laughs) No, she's black, but like it's a it's a baby. Jason Todd can be black. I mean, true. Dude, they made um. Aquaman, like Middle Eastern. I mean, yeah, that's weird, right? I didn't, I didn't care. I thought it was fine. I was like, I was like, but you can change whatever, dude. It's Aquaman, because <laughs> yeah. all you said, I'm like Aquaman. a Polynesian man. So they make it a little bit more brown and light because it's Hawaiian or whatever. Everything was like, I'm Aquaman. Aquaman. <laughs> oh, dude. All right, so let's talk about the Justice League in this movie. Uh, the costumes were fun. They were. Cyborg looked weird. I just didn't like Cyborg's hair because it was I like, didn't. okay, that's racist. <laughs> yeah, I was like, a little bit too much, guys. <laughs> that's like straight up like, that's the black character. I was like, okay. Like, I understand. <laughs> it's like, fake. but then you see Jessica Cruz and she's got like a huge ass and you're like, this is a kid's cartoon. Like, why is she so thick? <laughs> why is she so thick? <laughs> why? It's like, it's because she's Latino. Like, but I get that. Or Latinx or whatever. Latina. I don't use that Latinx bullshit. I think Lex Luthor is Mark Marin. That's it. Oh, dude, I love that he's Mark Marin. Dude, like I, I was dying. Like so, Keith David was dog L crypto's father. Don't eat chocolate. Fireworks oh, suck. suck. <laughs> I was like, this was great. Dude, it was like the thing behind you is your tail. <laughs> <laughs> It was so good, the dog advice that he was giving I when he honest, was fast-forwarding through the thing. I honestly wish there was a post-credit scene of more of those. Well, because he was like, there should be a skip intro button, because I kind of fast-forward through all these things every single time, is what he was making it seem like. Yeah, and it really should have been, like, a whole thing. Oh, it was so dumb. It should have, like, honestly... They put the pill in the treat. <laughs> no, my favorite part of that was, like... <laughs> Oh, so why don't you have powers? Well, can I eat kryptonite? Ah, kryptonite. Uh, Superman, uh, Kryptonian's only weakness. How would you eat kryptonite? It was wrapped in cheese. Ah, cheese. A dog's only weakness. <laughs> I was like, oh, God. I love this. Yeah, it was very self-aware. And I think that's why I liked it. Because I'm always a fan of self-aware comedy. Yeah. I think I like the animation a lot. Oh, yeah. Like, people didn't like Batman's design, but I'm like, dude, it's a cartoon. Yeah, who cares? Fun. Yeah. I'd buy a toy of that. Don't yeah, and it's it's not meant for adult collectors or anything. It's a kid's movie. You're not supposed mm-hmm. to then go, I go poke holes in it because it's not my Batman. Like, who cares? Mm-hmm. Also, I do like when they, they went to the Hall of Justice. Like, so this is where they go to play D&D? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, technically. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Um, 
But yeah, so I do like the lineup from Justice League in this movie. They actually played a bigger role than I thought they would. Oh yeah, I thought they were only going to be in like the opening, and then they wouldn't be like captured or anything because they cut back to them a decent amount of times. Right. I thought it was just going to be like the Super Pets just saving the day while the Justice League is like off world or something. Right. So like Superman gets called to go fight Darkseid, and then he's like, "Crypto, you got to save the planet." And Crypto's like, "But I'm the only Super Ant Pet." And then same plot happens where. They become his super friends, but instead it's like oh, this dog has no friends. That's yeah. the movie. <laughs> like being, yeah, like it's learning how to make friends, and I'm like, that's the plot of the movie. Like, that's, it's to make friends and trust others. I didn't think mm-hmm. I th- when I walked, like when I thought about this movie, I was like, what I thought the movie was going to be was going to be like yeah, a cut and dry dog, like the TV show, like Dog yeah. Saved the Day. Yeah, very much. I wish Shrek was dog. in it, but then they turned so, the cat into like a gun. Oh my god. <laughs> Hello, about... I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> what about me? Ah, Whiskers. I'm not a monster. <laughs> ah, yes, Whiskers. Oh, I'll uh, save you because you're a cat. Ah, yes, Whiskers. I'm not a monster. Yeah, it's so good. It's so good. So Just let me kill you. <laughs> I'll see you in heck. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, that dog, so that cat, don't go fuck themselves. And then they blew it up. I have nine lives. I'm like, they murdered that cat. <laughs> It's, that reference to saying I have nine lives is like, oh, they he died. Yeah, and it's also like we didn't show you them, you know, blowing up a, a cat on screen. Uh, All right, so I'm going to ask you something stupid. If you can change the lineup of the Super Pets, who would you pick? The lineup? Yeah. I want Streaky. Okay. And I would want a version of Captain Carrot. Okay. Like like a rabbit that isn't obviously turns into remember like gets buff like how the guinea pig was buff. Okay. Like he should have been a rabbit that gets ripped, and he goes by Captain Carrot or something. That would have been fun. And okay. Then, um, what was the other one I just said? Oh man. Captain Carrot, and you said um Streaky. Streaky, yeah, because Streaky was in the TV show. I recognize Streaky. Yeah. Okay. That'd so be nice. in the comics, the original lineup is back out. Are you like back out? You like straight, you were like all about, you were like straight up all about that real quick. <laughs> I remember back out. He's the best one. You like back out. Um. Yeah, so the original lineup of the Super Pets, uh, which is fucking crazy when you think about it, because it's honestly ridiculous. Sorry, I'm, I'm pulling up the Le- Legion of Super Pets right now. Uh, not this version of it, because it's the original version. Sure it is. Uh, I'm pulling up the, the old one. So the original Legion of Super Pets was uh, Streaky the Super Cat, Beppo the Super Monkey, Comet the Super Horse, Crypto the Super Dog, and this weird changeling thing. So they were all Superman's pets. Yeah, they were Superman's pets. Um, oh, oh Prody two and Wizzy. Wizzy was uh super it was a uh uh an ancestor to Streaky from uh Legion. Mm, that's cool. Uh and Prody two was like um this like blob. Mm. Uh also from Legion uh of superheroes. And then in the current uh Legion Super Pets it's hold on, sorry. I have like we have to go back and forth. Um, it's Ace, Crypto, Titus, Batcow, Beppo, Flexi, the Plastic Bird, Streaky, and Comet, the Super Horse, and and Super Horse, and the 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 Clay Critter. The Clay Critter. It's a piece of clay uh, clay face that fell off. It's like the hand plot line in the Harley Quinn TV show. A hundred percent. I thought you were to say the uh, Flexi, the Plastic Bird. It's Plastic Man's bird. Oh, I don't, I don't remember that. I, I'm not a, I'm not into the uh, Super Pets stuff. Oh, I am into Super Pets. I'm into anything. You know, this other. and he has the same exact powers as Plastic Man. Mm. And he's a parrot, so he talks. <laughs> yeah, so he's annoying. That's really good. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, made, that one makes sense. <laughs> but yeah, no, I was like, I was looking up the Super Pets stuff after I like, watched the movie. I was like, oh, they should really do something with this. Actually, what they should have done was make them actually the one thing I did knock about the movie, and it's stupid. It's a stupid, stupid knock. All I wanted was like for them to do something that was like the super pets being more closely like related to the the character. Like I, the character, I get they were supposed to be like shelter pets that get powers. You know, you can't like, but it's cool. Like Chip gets the Green Lantern ring at the end. You know, it, like I think they should have lost all their powers. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then, like, or actually, in my head, because I'm in my head, I'm doing a sequel. Where they fight the Legion of Doom, and it's their pets from the Legion of Doom. Because uh, you get to, you get to meet Bane's giant bear. 
What would they call them? What's the Legion of Doom called in the Pets universe? I don't know what they're called in that. I know there's like a toy line they did. And it's like the, like, it's... Uh, I don't know. <laughs> well, it's weird because it's like Joker's Fish. Oh, that's funny. Um, It's like Joker's Fish. It's like Bears, like Bane's, it's Bane's Bear. Um, there is, like, a couple, but that's all I remember, like, there's not many, they don't do many of the, like, the pets guys. A cheater has a cheater, you know, like, uh, Holly Quinn has hyenas, um, Brainiac has, like, a little computer thing, like, computer mouse. yeah, like, it's nothing crazy, but that's, like, something I would want, I want to see, like, in a sequel. <laughs> and fight really like, funny, yeah. pets. Um, also, to be fair, I think I like the idea that they use a, a a pig instead of you know Wonder Woman's actual animal, which is a kangaroo. So, oh, what? Yeah, canonically in comics, her super pet is Kanga, the super kangaroo. Oh man, it's an Amazonian trained. It's an Amazonian trained fighting trained kangaroo that lives on Themyscira. And they ride them around like horses. <laughs> yeah. That's, so that's cool. canon to Wonder Woman's history. Oh man, that's good stuff. And Aquaman has like what the hell is Aquaman? Aquaman has an octopus. The one that played the drums in the Aquaman movie. That's his pet. Oh, that's really cool. Oh, so it's not Kanga. Her her kangaroo's called Jumper. Jumper, that makes more sense. I recognize that. Yep, that's her her Oh my god, that's her actual freaking. <laughs> so ridiculous. Yeah, and each one of the powers had like a cool, um. Like a cool reason. Yeah. Like, for each character, like, um. PB got shapeshifting power, uh, not shapeshifting, uh, and shrinking yeah. powers because she had body, like, dysmorphia kind of issues where she's like, oh, I'm just too big or I'm too little or whatever. And it was kind of cool. And then Chipip like couldn't focus and had to like you know not be a scaredy cat, so they gave him lightning, which is loud and like in your face. So it was very cool. It is good. Oh, and obviously the turtle was slow, so they made it fast. fast. <laughs> so the official lineup for Ace gets to be invincible to bullets, which I think is fucking racist, but whatever. I mean, yeah. <laughs> They're like Luke Cage dog. Oh my god! When I saw these, like I'm in, I'm in. I'm Invincible, and I was like, "Why?" Yeah, I guess I, I thought it would have been better if he didn't get powers, right? But the whole point was Crypto lost his powers, so they have to, if they had two with no actual powers, then what did Ace the Bat Hound do it? So they made him like invulnerable, right? They had to and give I was him like, something. So he's the Juggernaut. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I think yeah. the whole thing is like they gave like they're supposed to again. It's supposed to represent the damage he's got from mm-hmm. on the inside. He said he said, "Ow, we are on the inside." Yeah. I get it. You know, but like it, it's just it, it is funny. I like it a lot. I think the I think the the movie was out to finish is hilarious. There is no slow parts in this movie. No, it's all pretty quick. Yeah, yeah, it actually just moves along. I think the that's because it's like a tight ninety. Yeah, and, and that's the whole thing. I think the movie works well. Like this is a great kids movie, mm-hmm. I, I, and the one thing I like in kids movies is that they have jokes for adults that kids don't get, which yeah. is okay. Mm-hmm. You know, and you could have things like that. I think people like, especially nowadays, are super sensitive to nonsense. But like, you can have adult humor in kids, quote unquote, kids shows, kids movies. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's just fun. It definitely was just a fun movie to watch. I I hope they get a sequel. I love the post credit scenes. Also, I like the fact that Lulu is like sleeping in hot dog water. Yeah, they made her a hot dog water. Um, She's like, pig. and then Mercy rolls over and saves her. Dude, it was like, and they're like, bad bitches, all right, Slay Queen. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> it was so ridiculous. I was like, what's yeah, happening? Good. The way Lulu talks, it was so ridiculous. Well, because it was oh, Kate dude. McKinnon, and she probably didn't have a script. No, she just went out of your entire line set. Okay. <laughs> it's it's yeah. so funny. I think they it, did that in um, Scrubs. Yeah. The janitor never had lines. He just showed up and said stuff. Yeah, and it worked. So, like, why not have Lulu do that? It's funny. Dude, the movie's so funny. I think the like, again, it's hard to do. It's like our normal episode, like a normal spoiler cast. With this, 
Sorry. Um, but yeah, it's just it's a funny movie. It's just fun start to finish. It, it's 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 literally kind of like a cool, fun feel uh, feel good, fun family movie that we haven't had in like a long time. At least not with DC. Or, yeah. Or, um, or superheroes in general. It's true. Like I think the thing is, like a kid superhero movie in a while. Like Lego Batman was twenty seventeen, and Teen Titans Go. It's you don't really count Teen Titans Go. You know? No, at this point it's like Deadpool. It was, it was a kids TV show that got turned into a movie after a hundred or so episodes. Yeah, know? and that's the whole thing. I think the the biggest thing with this movie is that we finally get to see like something a little bit different and like a little bit better when it comes to things like mm-hmm. this. Shows you you can do a kids movie and just be funny. Like, you don't have to have this bigger plot. Like, that's the whole thing. So, I talk about, like... It doesn't have to be, like, Paw Patrol. No. It could be, like, just a, a movie that looks like it's for kids, but has a lot of adult jokes. Yeah. Like, the whole thing. Like, so, I, I'll use Lightyear as an example. Like, why Lightyear failed. And, like, the reason why Lightyear failed at the box office is the audience you're trying to get is too old for that. They had to put a freaking Toy Story movie out in like years before that it was Toy Story Four was the last movie and that was what that was, tw- that was 2019 but the problem was Lightyear was totally different yeah you're, you're showing kids a war movie yeah it's literally a war movie yeah it's, you're showing kids Top Gun Maverick yeah it's tone like, the tone was 100 percent different in the movie yeah, itself to be fair like me I loved it because I was yeah. like oh so this is what the toy of Buzz is based off of I grew up with the Buzz Lightyear stuff you know right. So, me seeing the origin for the toy, I thought that was cool. Right. And it's like, oh man, so Andy sees this movie when he's like 12, I guess, or whatever he's age in the movie, and he wants the Buzz Lightyear toy so bad. Yeah, and that's the whole so it's thing. Cool. It's cool for that, like, it's cool for us that grew up with the stuff. Like, for a kid that's like five years old and only knows Toy Story, they haven't even seen the other Toy Stories yet. Or they have a vague yeah. recollection because the parents probably sat them down in front of Disney Plus and like, oh, watch these Toy Story movies. Yeah, like it's so colorful, and I'll watch them too. Right, you know, so mm-hmm. it's not the same. So that's why, but like that's why Light Years failed because it wasn't a kids movie. They marketed it as a kids movie, but it was meant to be like for an older older audience. It was meant to be like, hey, for fans that you know are fans of the franchise, it felt like a like a uh, it's like it's it's a spinoff meant for older fans. But the problem was they tried to meant for like eight eighteen to twenty five demographic. Not in regards to content sensitivity, like there's boobs in it. No. But in regards to like your audience that grew up on it are the people who see movies. Yeah. They're the ones that want to see Kids will movie. see it because it's a kid's movie. Yeah. Adults will see it because they grew up with Toy Story. And parents will see it because their kids want to go. Yeah. You aimed it because it was aimed towards 18 to 25, but you marketed it for just children. Yeah. And that's the problem. So that's when you like, you look at Super Pets, that's just a straight up kid's movie. It's a classically, it's a classic kids movie. Where Except there's no, like, learning. You learn a lesson, sure, but there's no, yeah. like, learning along the way. Like, and this is recycling. Right. It's kind of like, you learn your lessons of, like, interacting with people. Like, exactly. Like, how to get over certain things. Yes. How to make friends. Like, it gives you that. So yes. that has the kids movie lessons, but it also has the kids, the old kids movies of yore, where, you know, your parents could watch this and enjoy it because there's a couple adult jokes in it that yeah. in the kids' head, but still comes off as funny. Exactly. Was, that was meant. That's like meant for like, all right, hey, parent, thanks for taking your kids for this movie. This joke's for you. Yeah. You. This is your penis joke. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know. This is your turtle getting censored. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like this. Like this is for you because the kids not going to understand. Yeah. You know, but you're going to get it, and you're going to laugh at it, and they're going to laugh at because you're laughing at it. You know, and you're everyone's going to have a good time. You know, it's it, it's 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 funny being a parent watching like you know stuff with my daughter on TV. A lot of times I just watch whatever I want, and she's in, in the room with me. But sometimes mm-hmm. like we'll watch stuff that she watches, like we, that we put on for her. Like my wife started uh, putting on Coco Melon for her on Netflix. Oh, I dude, dude, you're telling me, <laughs> baby shelter thing that happens now, oh, man. and my daughter loves it. But my daughter also was also like my daughter. It's not the show itself. My daughter just likes music. Like literally, you can put on almost any music, and she'll lose her shit to it. She's like, "Yo, this is my jam." Yeah, she loves all music. Like literally, I could put on anything, anything, yeah. and she'll like just rock to it, and it's great. But like, yeah, so we're watching Coco Melon, and I'm like, so one day I I never sat through a whole thing. I'm like, so it's just songs. 
And my wife's like, yeah, it's just songs. I'm like, oh, oh, I'm out. I got like got up and what's the other? <laughs> You're like, ooh. I'm not, I'm not listening. Like, yes, I'll do for like, a quarter. There's no plot. Like, Bluey has plot. Oh, dude, Bluey's great. Fucking Bluey's Bluey has plot, dude. Bluey's fantastic. <laughs> as a parent, watch Bluey. As, a, as an adult, you should just watch Bluey in general. Like, yeah, that show's for you. A better person. Like, yeah, like, Bluey's just a good show as an adult. <laughs> you know, but that's the whole thing. Like, watching stuff with my daughter, I go, and again, this just shows that she, like, she'll watch as she grows up. You know, we were watching, uh, cause yesterday, um, not, not day of recording, like, uh, on Monday, on Labor Day was, um, uh, the, the anniversary of Batman, the, the uh, the animated series. So I watched yeah. it with my daughter. So I watched, like, my favorite episodes with my wife and my daughter. And, like, my daughter was, like, was, like, clapping because she's learning how to clap, like, things that I, I would get excited about and she would clap and, like, she would get excited, you know, and that's a cool feeling to, like, to, you know, my daughter's watching something I watched. And then I, then going back to Super Pets thing, it's the same thing. Like, I got excited and she would get excited, you know, because it's that, that feeling of, like, this is actually a really good movie. This is a good kid's movie. This is, like, but, like, I'm not sitting there dragging ass going, I can't believe I'm sitting here watching this as a parent. Yeah, I saw so many people complaining about this movie. And they were, we're bouncing away from Lightyear, by the way. Oh, yeah. Um, if anybody was still thinking we're going to talk about Lightyear again. Uh, I know, we're right? We're bouncing away from that. Like, a lot of like, critics and, like, people on Twitter are, like, treating it like polar opposites. Like, critics are like, this is good. Like, it's fun. It's nice. And people on Twitter and Instagram and, like, the DC fandoms and stuff are like, comic book movie fandoms are like this movie was fucking poopy ass dicks and i'm like what are you talking about like, i thoroughly enjoyed this film yeah is it amazing no but it's fun it's like the lego batman movie yeah i mean i only like the lego batman movie a tiny bit more it's because it's uh, like like i said before things that are meta this movie isn't as meta no true it's just using dog rules as meta as opposed to lego references and references to every iteration of batman and Will Arnett and the Lego movie, just all that kind of stuff. The double decker couch. <laughs> no, that's the whole thing. Like, sorry, my daughter was like sleeping and she started coughing. I'm like, oh my god. Um, you know, so it, it, no, you're 100 right though. Like, what do you do? And 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 what's great about it is like you realize like like I saw the Lego movies and stuff, and I like Lego mm-hmm. movies uh a lot. And I think the thing is, like, it's a those are things that are good kids' movies that can appeal to adults. So not all kids' movies can do that, which is true. Not every kids' movie, like, you're not going to sit there. You know what it is? You're not going to get – for every Toy Story, there's, like, Paw Patrol. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it's not – it's going to be the movie that's not for you. It's for, like, an infantile kid to sit there and laugh and clap their hands well, you sit there and groan to yourself like, shit, I paid all this money for me to sit here for two hours, but my kid's happy. You know, Super Pets isn't like that. Super Pets was like, cool, it's a fun movie. I had fun. My daughter had fun, you know, type of thing where it wasn't like this, like, slog fest. And, and, and it, it's that's why I like it so much. It wasn't like, it's not this, oh, here we go. Cool. It's just like, you know what it is? It reminds me of not Tiny Titans. Oh, about the Tiny Titans, like Tiny Titans, uh, like the the comic book, is very much a kids like a little kids book. But there's so many Easter eggs for adults that read it. It's so fun. Like, I I get like I I I want to start getting them for Ronnie when she gets older, uh, so I can read with her and stuff before after she gets like her destructive phase out of the way, um, which doesn't look like it's happening anytime soon, but. That's the whole thing. Like, it's fun Easter eggs for adults for as a comic book fan, you know. And uh, you know, for her, it just would be cute to look at, you know. So that's all uh, my whole thing. I think a good studio, a good writing team, uh, a good setup knows how to write a, a a good kids movie that appeals to, you know, adults uh, appeals to kids. 100%, and then an adult can enjoy watching it with them, like like the Lego movie, like Toy Story, like mm-hmm. Super Pets, you know, there's not many kids movies, quote-unquote, besides the Disney, you know, Renaissance era stuff, and I don't really, mm-hmm. you know, like, those will always forever be classics, and that will never go away, like, you can never not, you know, watch Lion King as anywhere from being 5 to, like, 55, and be like, this movie sucks, 
if you think that you're dumb, like, <laughs> like you're you're actually wrong, you know, like that the Renaissance era is very different. That that kind of sets a bar for what kids' movies can be. Like they're geared towards children, but adults can actually enjoy them also. You know, Disney made a brand a, a, around that idea, and I think that's what some studios, especially if you look at like the last couple of years, these Warner Brothers hasn't put out a kids' movie really. Besides Super Pets, and before that was like the Lego movie stuff. Like, I don't know what else might fall under that umbrella, but I really don't, like, very few movies they put out. Uh, animation-wise. Now, I'm not talking about things like The Pacifier. Yeah. You know, I'm talking about, like, animation-wise. Um, Like, but so far, they're doing the same thing. They just do, they just do so... They do far less than, um, like, Disney Marvel... That it seems like they kind of missed the mark, um, but they haven't. Like they're just doing it slowly. Yeah. So, final thoughts. Final thoughts. <laughs> you summed up a lot of what we were talking about. Um, I did like the movie, like like I said, a lot. It's just it's not amazing. It's not like ten out of ten perfect. There's some issues, obviously. If you are an older fan, well, you would enjoy the content because it's not made just for children, like you were saying. It does still have certain kids tropes that it's like dude it's like yeah we get it friends are cool what's the story here man like this hand this guinea pig is trying to blow up like the justice league and the world and take over <laughs> and you're making like and your power of friendship it's like so i get it but at the same time it's like world ending event it's so good God, it's, it's so fun. good and obviously it's on like point for what it's looking at but it's like come on we get it <laughs> fine, fine, fine. All right, out of five, what are you giving it? I give it a out of five. Uh, <laughs> I give three, it a six. Oh, well, great! It's a, it's a seven out of ten. Uh, three and a half. Okay, five. Okay, it's fun. It was cool. The uh, animation is fun. I think the voice acting is amazing, and the script's pretty tight. There's a couple issues, but the writing is so like quippy and fun. Then why don't you give it a four? <laughs> because it, there, uh, there was just some plot issues. I was like, come on. Oh Jesus! Because a, a kid's a kid's movie didn't go right to the fucking move. So I'm saying it's a seven out seven out of ten is good. Oh, yeah, I know, I know. Seven out of ten is like my normal rating for things. That's fair. I'm like that's good. I like that. That's I fair. barely give things lower than sevens. That's fair. <laughs> yeah, man. So, yeah, that's it for a wrap. Oh, I'm giving it a uh, four out of five. Duh. Mm. And I, I, I went through my spiel like a second ago. <laughs> I sort of got tired about how moves are. Um. <laughs> So yeah, we'll jump into our book corner real quick. Yeah, what you got? This week we have All Out Avengers from Marvel Comics, written by Derek Landing and all Spider-Man's on there. Yeah, with Greg Land. Uh, uh, what's great about this book, um, it literally is a cold open. It drops you right in the middle of the action. Um, if you're looking for something that's like that's in canon, um, that's not the normal Avengers team, definitely grab this. There is kind of like no reason why they're fighting aliens in space. They give you no reason. Um, at all, Carol Danvers is a bad guy, and yeah, it's just them fighting Ooh. weird, like brood like aliens. Greg Land's art's gorgeous, like normal. Um, so if you want a cool Avengers book that's not the Avengers, uh, mm. definitely grab that this week. We have uh, Erratic uh, Squared or Erratic Recharged, uh, written and drawn by Karen Andrew Carrie Andrews from AWA, sequel to the Erratic series from AWA a while ago. He's their version of Spider. He's their version of Spider-Man. The story pretty much continues uh, on from last time. If you did not read the last series, do not worry. It kind of picks up as a very clean, reader friendly book where you can just read a cool, like non-Spider-Man Spider-Man book. Um, uh, after that, we have Batman Nightwatch uh, from uh, from DC Comics, written by Jay Torres, art by Eric Owen and Marcelo DiCarra. Um, that is actually from, spinning out of the free comic book day book that came out last year. Um, it's an anthology book. It's just Batman teaming up with uh, the Batman family. Doing it's a, a kids, uh, kids all ages book. Yeah, um, it involves like technology and stuff. Yeah, that's all it is. It's a cool showcase about what each each story is about technology. The first yeah, one the that free was, comic book day one was good. That was the that's in this issue, this week's issue. Yeah, it's like Plus, the two stories. In yeah, and the next one is like Black Ice, which is like them building a heat suit for Batman. Really cool to fight uh, Mr. Freeze, probably. Yes, it is. Duh. Very cool. Uh, she wants the Riddler. Yes, she wants the Riddler. That's with them with the 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 car. 
Mm-hmm. Um, next up is Alien, written by Philip Ken Johnson, all by Ju- Julius Ulta. Yeah, uh, Marvel this- Volume 2, right? Yes, Volume 2 of Alien from Marvel. I think this is only the reason why this is Volume 2 is to coincide with the release of Predator. That's my theory, because I think they're right. I yeah, think that's... I think they're building towards an Alien vs. Predator story. Um sure. with their both them like if they after they finish their arc we'll do Alien vs. Predator down the line. They should have they, to... they should be doing a crossover. You can do Alien vs. Predator, and if you want to get saucy, have Garth Ennis do Alien vs. Predator versus Punisher Max. I know. I, I mean that's possible. That's the only one. Yeah, I can, dude, I can do or that. you can do Punisher and Cap versus Predator versus Alien. Like how you do Superman and uh, oh my god. No, they they won't. I don't think they'll really do main Marvel universe guys. I think they may. I know. Do, I'm like, thinking Punisher is the only one that has a slight chance. Or Deadpool. Just because. De- yeah. Yeah. Okay. Deadpool because of the comedy aspect of it. Yeah. yeah. Believable. Yeah. So Deadpool versus Alien or versus Predator would be fucking really would be really good. Yeah, uh, Wolverine, just because that would be a cool what if or one shot. Yeah, but anything that needs to be a story, I would say Deadpool, yes, and Punisher definitely. Yeah, and Punisher because you can because the Garth Ennis ones are like not canon because they take place like this one he's in Vietnam, this one he's in World War Two. It's just like Punisher stories. So just do like Punisher is it's just it's literally just do Predator, but it's Punisher instead. Oh yeah, they could do that, and there's no reason. Oh, there you go. Like loud as hell. I know, sorry. <laughs> like, oh my god. There you go. <laughs> and that's what they should do, you know. They could absolutely do that as a, a thing in the future. I have this... You could even have Punisher characters like Microchip could be in there. Um, Jigsaw could be in there. And then he gets attacked by the Predator and his face gets mangled. Yeah, and you can make it just... You could do, like, legit the first Predator movie, but with Punisher and his side, his side characters. Exactly, and it's, it's not hard. Fantastic. And they should really do that, but I digress. It's just volume two. If you're looking for, if you didn't get the chance to read the first Alien book, don't worry. It's set in the far, a farther future. It is a sequel, but not directly. It's not a direct sequel, so it's not. They reference stuff that happened in the first one, but you don't need to know. Just like if you read the Alien, if you watch some of the Alien movies, they make references to the other Alien movies. It's the mm-hmm. same thing. Um, and then finally, we have Blade in the Dark, written by Morgan Quaid, art by Willie Roberts, and produced by Scout Comics slash Black Caravan. Um, this is a Kurosawa film in print. It is black and white. It is a classic samurai story from start to finish. It's cool. Um, I'm surprised you actually uh, that you didn't pick uh, what the hell came out this weekend. I thought of you. Antioch? Oh, no, yeah, Antioch. I thought you were gonna pick because it ties in the oh. frontier. Because it's a sequel. It's a sequel to Frontiersman. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't get a chance to check that one out. Yep. It's just I know. Oh, I've been busy. <laughs> you know, I know, but it's not. Yeah, it's it's a sequel to a Frontiersman. But uh, cool. but yeah, yeah. No, I wanted to do something that uh, I, I I do like samurai books, so I'll look that's my pick. That's true. And it looks like it has a nice little twist to it. I was able yes. to check out a little bit of it. So, so yeah, no, it's good. Cool. Uh, and that's it for book corner, guys. And we'll jump into the end of the episode. So guys, yeah. thanks for listening. You guys, oh. Before that, please go over to our Kickstarter and support our Kickstarter. That will be launching October 8th. We will be doing a live stream. Uh, sorry, launching October 4th. We will be doing a live stream that night. So catch me, Hunter, and much, all the other writers on that on the live stream. I will have all links and stuff as we get closer to the event. Uh, but yes, please click on the link in our bio description uh, to help support the Kickstarter. It helps the algorithm, and the algorithm helps us. So please do that. Uh, and then, guys, thanks for listening. You guys can head over to our website, androidscomics.com, to check out this week's previews and new releases. Follow us on Instagram, the androids underscore comics. The, the podcast Instagram, androids amazing podcast, and Twitter, androids amazing for updated news. That's just me like retweeting nonsense I hear on the internet. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys, please don't forget to subscribe, leave a review, share with a friend, and as always, support your local comic shop, and have a nice day. Peace. Later. Peace.